1: He is so done. He is finished. It is over. I don't know exactly when or how it's going to end, but this cannot go on. I don't see it going to the end of uh, four years for Joe Biden. Do you? Look, I hope he lives to be 110, but I want him out of office. Everybody wants him out of office. Democrats want him out of office. I mean, this is embarrassing for the country, for himself. And take a look at this poll. 71% of the American people do not want him running for re-election. And there's a lot of chatter out there that they may want him to wrap it up sooner than that. Now, officially, well, they're not afraid to say it. This is Jay Johnson, former Secretary of Homeland Security under Barack Obama, and he's going there.
2: I don't know that Joe Biden has definitively made up his mind to run in 2024. I'm sure at some point he's going to have that conversation with his family. My advice would be unconventional. Um, make that announcement. If you're not running, make that announcement sooner rather than later, even before the mid. That opens the floodgates. That's it, for sure. But it gives others an opportunity to prepare.
1: Wow. All right. This guy's very close to Obama. They want him out Problem is, you know who's waiting in the wings? Kamala. Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. Uh, That is an issue. So is Joe going to hold on to the very end? They know they have an issue with her. We'll see how it plays out. It's kind of fascinating. In the meantime, these two degenerates... Bad and mad. Liz Cheney and Mitt Romney. I have had it with these folks. They are so jealous, so resentful, so full of hate and bitterness. They both are. They are furious about Trump for, well, a lot of it's personal, very personal. And right now, they should be heaping praise. They should be falling at his feet almost thanking him for getting those judges in and reversing Roe v. Wade. Now, both of those individuals, Mitt and uh, Liz, they're supposed to be really ardently pro-choice, right? Shouldn't they be celebrating? And Donald Trump made this happen. Don't forget that. No, no, they're not impressed, and they're still going with this stuff.
3: And I think there's there's no question. I mean, a man as dangerous as Donald Trump um, can absolutely never be anywhere near the Oval Office ever again.
1: Okay. Too dangerous to have Donald Trump in the Oval Office? It was dangerous to have your father in the Oval Office, Dick Cheney, the architect of that fiasco of a war that took about a million lives when you add it all up. That's dangerous. The Cheney should be in hiding. No, she's actually with a straight face saying she could be president of the United States.
4: Do you see yourself running for president as a way to
1: prevent what you say would be the destruction of the party you know, ultimately I, damaging our country?
3: I haven't made a decision about that yet. And um, I'm I'm obviously very focused on my reelection. I'm very focused on the January 6th committee. I'm very focused on my obligations to do the job that I have now. And uh, I'll make a decision about 24 down the road.
1: Am I hallucinating or something? She's probably gonna lose her seat in Wyoming Entertaining a run for the presidency, that's how much they hate Trump. And Mitt Romney, though. Mitt Romney, I think I think he is consumed with Donald Trump even more than Liz is. Now, a couple of things. He wrote an op-ed lecturing America. He's very, very disappointed in all of us. America is in denial. Yes, it's all of us. This was basically... Uh, Is Another Hillary Clinton, we're all deplorables moment. Let's take a look here. He accuses us of wishful thinking, and it happens across the political spectrum. More and more, we are in denial. Speak for yourself, Mitt Romney. Look at what he writes here. President Joe Biden is genuinely a good man. Uh, No, he's not. And you, you, Mitt Romney, shouldn't know that by now. Look at what they value and look at their budget. And what they're proposing. Romney wants to let the, he said in the first hundred days, he's gonna let the big banks once again write their own rules. Unchain Wall Street. They're gonna put y'all back in chains. Y'all, Joe Biden said to a primarily black audience that Mitt Romney is going to put y'all back in chains. How about that? Genuinely good man. You sure about that, Mitt? What does Mitt Romney stand for at this point? Well, Mitt, also in this story, lectured us about not understanding inflation. He understands inflation, but we don't. Let's recap real quick. Three, four homes, four homes at one point. And in one of those houses, you know, I've heard of rich people having an elevator, especially when they get older, that kind of thing. No, Mitt wanted an elevator for his automobiles. Is the garage at Mitt Romney's La Jolla home and there are big plans for it including a sophisticated car elevator called the Phantom Park that will take his
0: cars and lower them into a 3600 foot basement
1: okay yeah but we're the ones in denial we are in denial uh, when it comes to money this guy understands our problems huh look at him look at him with those with his friends and the cash This is something he said he didn't like about Donald Trump, actually. Remember when he tried to sabotage Donald Trump's campaign even after he clinched the nomination just about?
0: Think of Donald Trump's
1: personal qualities, the bullying, the greed, the showing off. The showing off, Mitt? Come on. You're going to call Donald Trump out For showing off? Look at you and your rich friends there. This is really something else. Also in his big piece, his big think piece, he writes, a return of Donald Trump would feed the sickness, probably rendering it incurable. The hyperbole, again, that if we go back to Trump, all will be ruined. All will be ruined and never the same again. It is hype. It is so over the top. This, though, I think Mitt Romney is talking about himself. Uh, Our elected officials put a finger in the wind more frequently than they show backbone against it. Oh, Mitt, of course you would write something like this. I remember you when you ran for the Senate in 1994 against Ted Kennedy. What were your thoughts on Roe v. Wade back then?
3: I believe that abortion should be safe and legal in this country. I believe that since Roe v. Wade has been the law for 20 years, that we should sustain and support it. And I sustain and support that law and the right of a woman to make that choice.
1: Wow. All right. No wonder why he's not applauding uh, Donald Trump, right? But then, then again, he changed his mind, so he should be. What does he say more recently? I'm in favor of uh, a pro-life uh, policy. The legislation that relates to abortion is something which is going to have to be uh, uh, approved by the Supreme Court. And the key decisions I'll take as the president will be, number one, stopping uh, funding for Planned Parenthood, reinstituting the Mexico City policy, which says our funds can't be used for abortion around the world, and appointing justices to the Supreme Court that will follow the Constitution, hopefully reverse Roe v. Wade, and return to the states the authority for making law with regards to abortion. This is why America is just not that into you, Mitt Romney. We can see through a phony. I mean, what do you expect? And you say, you lecture us, saying the only cure for wishful thinking is leadership. So I thought about leadership in Mitt Romney. You know, he has never, ever been reelected to anything. Massachusetts, one term as governor, and then he got the hell out of there. And in Utah, he's still in the middle of his first term in the United States Senate. But here's the problem with Mitt. He's always seen himself as president. I mean, since he was 12 years old, here he is at the age of 22, for some reason, in the cabinet room at the White House, along with his father, who was governor of Michigan at that time. I mean, just look at him. You can see he's seething with ambition. I mean, I should be the president. I will be the president someday. Well, it doesn't work that way. And thank God we had President Trump. Who did not fool around on its positions when it counted and got those judges in? Hey, a little bit more about Roe v. Wade and where this country is at this moment. Have you noticed that a lot of folks are not talking about this issue? I thought it would be bigger, overturning Roe v. Wade than it is. It's huge historically. I thought more people might be upset. They're not. They're not. They accept this. Here's my theory. Because, well, in the 60s and early 70s, birth control was kind of a a rarity, and it was hard to get, and it was still something of a mystery. That's not the case anymore, and also, thanks to technology, we know that these babies are people in the womb, all right, with the face and fingers and all that, and who hasn't, if you're a parent, heard that very special sound very early in the pregnancy, It's a beautiful sound, and I think people just know in their heart that uh, this is a life, and that sound is a beautiful sound, and there are going to be a lot more hearts beating in America, thanks to Donald Trump. Stay with us. It was a wild weekend in Chicago. You heard about that terrible mass shooting, but uh, also in the city, <laughs> nearly 80 people were shot. At one point, it really looked like Baghdad. I'm telling you, a complete war zone, literally. Be right back. Hey, I'm Rob Carson, host of The Rob Carson Show podcast. Tired of boring traditional news updates? How about one with a conservative point of view? And it's actually funny. You can subscribe for free on the Apple Podcast app, and it downloads directly to your smartphone so you can listen while driving, uh, to work, riding a bike, at the gym, or even while lobster fishing off the East Coast. Subscribe today with the Apple Podcast app or go to newsmaxtv.com slash podcasts for other platforms.
0: You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad.
1: Is Is that that the fake fake news? Just Just doesn't doesn't get get it, do they? they You know, they told us he was a monster. He was the most American president, truly into this country, Uh, President Trump. I tell people still, you want to see one of the greatest speeches ever go two years ago. Yesterday, July 4th, his speech at Mount Rushmore will go down as one of the greatest speeches ever. So pro-American at a time when people are not into America that much. And that's kind of what you want from a leader. And July 4th wasn't just a big deal when he was running for re-election. 2019, uh, there was a, an enormous turnout and celebration, and that is so appropriate for an American holiday, right? As for how things are now, people seem to be canceling, canceling July 4th, rolling it back. Uh, Joe Biden made an appearance on the balcony at the White House with his uh, granddaughters, I guess. And then during the music portion. He had a little bit of trouble. God bless America. Okay. And
2: God bless America. Thank you.
1: And God protect
3: our troops.
2: Thank you.
1: Need a little help there. We've seen it before. It happens. Um, that was a subdued celebration. I noticed celebrations across America didn't seem to be all that. And now big time celebrities are weighing in with open hostility towards our country. This is Jessica Chastain. She is usually a, well, pretty good actress. Happy Independence Day from me and my reproductive rights. Yeah, two middle fingers. Madonna put out this atrocious video. Uh, this is what it's like for uh, if you're a woman living in America, yeah, getting arrested by the secret police. Kim Kardashian, who's been Trump-friendly at times, uh, retweeted, 4th of July has been canceled due to a shortage of independence. Sincerely, women. This uh, erosion of pride in America has been happening for a long time. I actually blame, more than anybody, Barack Obama. He was so not into America. And we had the warning signs all along. Remember his minister, this guy, Reverend Wright?
2: And then wants us to sing God bless America? No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America.
1: Yeah, Right. A person who was friends with him became president of the United States. I do think that explains a lot of what we're going through right now. You heard about that horrible mass shooting in Highland Park. Um, Here are the initial moments. All right. You hear the shots, people running away. It's terrible. Um, Six people killed, dozens injured. There is a suspect in custody. Let's take a look at him. His name is Robert Cremo. And uh, yeah, uh, hmm, he'll be 22 in September. And quite frankly to me, I've seen this type before. He looks a little Antifa-ish, doesn't he? All right, law enforcement, they're trying to do their best, I assume. Are they explaining away things? You know, he was caught wearing women's clothing. Here's how the police put it.
4: During the attack, Primo was dressed in women's clothing, and investigators do believe he did this to conceal his facial tattoos and his identity and help him during the escape uh, with the other people who were fleeing the chaos.
0: Or
1: maybe, like uh, leftists all over the place, he liked wearing women's clothes, even though he's a he. Uh, By the way, he identifies, at least in some social media postings, as a liberal. All right, I am a liberal. Now, is this, look, he's crazy if he did this. All right, this is a horribly deranged person. um, But I do notice they're not talking about motivations here. They do, however, whenever it seems that the shooter might at some point voted for a Republican,
3: right? We have this toxic stew of this uh, growing right-wing ideology, easy access to guns, and our
1: permissive Internet culture That sort of rewards uh sharing some of this violent ideas this type of rhetoric doesn't just exist in the dark corners of the internet anymore uh over the last few years these ideas have been mainstreamed by conservative television personalities and republican politicians you see they don't say oh he's a deranged nut job and uh who knows what set him off no they blame us they blame us now i'm not going to blame the left for what this guy what motivated him but I could. I could make that case. I'm not going to, because I'm going to say he was mostly deranged. Now, nobody in the media is talking about his motivations. Here is what they talk about instead. There doesn't seem to be a place or an event where this can't happen.
2: Today, I'm just horribly, horribly, horribly sad. This is so unacceptable that an 18-year-old can have access. It's about access to firearms. You can't have a mass
4: shooting without a gun. And it's that access, which is kind of the final piece of that pathway.
1: Access to weapons, high capacity magazines, uh, weapons that are made for war. That's the other part of this that we can do something about. All right. Not a word about the, uh, the suspect. I mean, what, were, what websites was he looking at? Did he like this TV show or that TV show? They're very selective when they do that. I have a few hunches about this guy and a few things that we know we saw. Anyway, hey, not too far from that horrible scene. It was horror all weekend long in Chicago. Take a look. <laughs> I saw something like this was in Baghdad, Iraq. All right. Two years of saying the cops are racist. The society is systemically racist. This is what you get. In addition to crime, lots of it. New York City this weekend, 21 people shot. Back to Chicago. And this may have been just in a day and a half. 71 people shot in Chicago. Take a look at this. Philadelphia, two police officers shot. Now, fortunately, they're going to live Funny that the Democrat mayor there, though, doesn't really want to be bothered. He's so over the job of being mayor.
3: Everything we have in the city uh, at, over the last seven years, I worry about. I don't enjoy Fourth of July. I don't enjoy the, the, the Democratic National Convention. I don't enjoy the, the, uh, uh, the NFL draft. I'm waiting for something bad to happen all the time. So it's, I'll be happy when I'm, not here, when I'm not mayor and I can enjoy some stuff. Right. You're looking forward to not being mayor? Yeah, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Thank you.
1: Mayor Jim Kenney of Philadelphia, you might as well resign. Look at those cops behind him. Grim, focused, professional. And that clown of a mayor. So many political people are like that guy. Oh, this is much harder than I thought it was. Let me out. Let me out. Being mayor is a big deal. Hey, you want to talk about leadership? Rudy Giuliani. Uh, Gosh. Turned this city around in so many ways. And on September 11th, 2001. By the way, he's getting a, um, a heart procedure this week. Uh, he's going to be fine, going to have a stent put in. Uh, they are very good at doing that, but we obviously want him to pull through, and I know he will, and I predict he's going to get the Medal of Freedom someday. They are handing out that Medal of Freedom under this administration to just about anybody. Um, the Apollo 11 astronauts May earned the Medal of Freedom, right? The Presidential Medal of Freedom. Well, guess who 's getting it this time? Um, a nurse who decided to get the shot uh, the vaccine yeah, the woman getting a the vaccine they 're giving it to her uh, and a lot of other strange choices. Stay with us, please. Okay, there's Cassidy, and everywhere I went this weekend, liberals were like, ooh, she was amazing. What an amazing performance. And I said, yes, right, a performance. She was acting, reading from a script at times. All right, all right. I wasn't amazed. She's lying. I know it. And by the way, she's got criminal exposure, and I hear that House Republicans may make their own criminal referral. To the Department of Justice. You want to see a flat-out lie? Okay, I am convinced. Watch.
0: Have you seen this note before? That's a note that I wrote at the direction of the chief of staff on January 6th, likely around three o'clock.
1: And it's written on a chief of staff
0: note card, but that's your handwriting, Ms. Hutchinson? That's Here. my handwriting.
1: Okay, so this is your handwriting really. Uh, let's take a look. They call this graphology, all right? That's the uh, the study of handwriting, handwriting analysis. If she wrote that, we have to call the police right away because she must be a serial killer. This is a man's handwriting. You don't have to be a graphologist or a handwriting expert uh, with law enforcement to know that a man, not Cassidy, wrote this note. There are other things they caught her in, the whole thing with the car. And so, I'm not buying it. Are you? Meanwhile, the January sixth crew, some of the witnesses are getting jealous of Cassidy. Hey, remember these guys from last summer?
2: Oh, no. Because of the all the chemical that I my uniform had on. <laughs> Sorry.
0: I was oh, carried back inside. Right.
1: I, I can't do all this. What They're faking it. They are faking it. Well, here's where the jealousy kicks in. The January 6th committee, they have their own Twitter account, which seems almost inappropriate, but they have their own Twitter account. And last week, they put out a tweet about uh, all their favorite witnesses. These patriotic Americans acted honorably to uphold the rule of law, protect our freedom, and preserve our Constitution. Give me a break, by the way. Well, guess who was upset about that? Harry Dunn, do you remember him? Harry Dunn, the big cop, he says, forgot some, look at us, huh? Harry Dunn's the big guy at the end. Harry Dunn is another liar, by the way. Oh, yes, big time, because when he said this, I knew he was lying. And I think everybody
2: does. That prompted a torrent of racial epithets. One woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, You hear that, guys? This Voted for Joe Biden. Then the crowd, perhaps around 20 people, joined in screaming, boo, <f-> No one had ever, ever called me a n- while wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer. In the days following the attempted insurrection, other black officers shared with me their own stories of racial abuse on January 6th. One officer told me he had never, and in his, his entire 40 years of life, been called a m- to his face. And that streak ended on January 6th. Yet another black officer later told me he had been cr- confronted by insurrectionists in the Capitol who told him, put your gun down and we'll show you what kind of m- you really are.
1: And nobody called this guy an N-word or anybody else that day. There was no N-word. You know, the cops have body cameras or security cameras all over the place. We haven't heard that. We haven't seen that. That didn't happen. It did not happen. He's the only one who's alleged as much. He's a problem, this guy, Harry Dunn. He still is a Capitol Hill cop. Providing security, right? No. He's showing up at the front row of these hearings. He's, uh, where is he? Yeah, there he is. I mean, is this guy a constituent or what? Now he's learned how to cry. Uh, Now he's actually got the tears down a little bit. The Capitol Police have a huge problem, huge problem. Take a look at these guys before January uh, 6th, all right? Now, yeah, they like taking these pictures, but are they reforming themselves? Are they training? Are they figuring out that it's not appropriate for these guys to say such political things on television, on social media? And what about those cops who walked away just before Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed by Lieutenant Michael Byrne? Who are these guys? And why did they decide to take a coffee break at the moment of truth? This is one of the, I, I can't get my hands around this. And why is it that quite frankly I'm the only one in the country who seems to care about this thing? There they go. Da-dup, 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 da-dup. And then all hell breaks loose and I got to pretend that the Capitol police are heroes. No, no, sir. No, ma'am. That's not happening. All right. Talk about pretend heroes. I think this is a pretend hero. Look, I love nurses. I love doctors. I love our first responders. But they gave a nurse who took the vaccine, uh, that woman right there, she gets, no kidding, the Medal of Freedom because she got vaccinated. I guess she was the first nurse. She will be the recipient of the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I mean, I think, quite frankly, if you're going to give it to anybody who got vaccinated, maybe some of the people who got tested, right, before, because that's when it was commercially available, uh, Medal of Freedom for that person. Medal of Freedom for astronauts, astronauts who walk on the moon, maybe, right? But for, and they're giving it to some pretty sketchy characters in our book. Um, we'll have more on that in a moment. Nothing wrong with the nurse. It's not her fault, but this is over the top. Hey, Brittany Griner, the basketball player from the WNBA, she is still in custody in Russia, and I don't like that. And it doesn't seem like the administration is doing much to help her. She was caught allegedly with some marijuana or hashish at the airport in Moscow. And they're poised to throw her in jail for decades. Look at how she came into the court all strapped up. And uh, I mean, this is this is heavy duty stuff. They're not fooling around with this in Russia. We're hearing from Brittany's family. She's married to a woman and she spoke out on one of the morning shows today saying, you know what, Joe Biden doesn't seem to care.
3: Have you heard from the White House since the letter was delivered to President Biden? In her letter, she says the first time she voted was in 2020, and that vote was for President Biden. Have you heard from him? I still have not heard from him, and honestly, um, it's very disheartening.
1: Very disheartening indeed. We need to get this woman back into our country. You know, President Trump did not did not let these folks fall by the wayside. Americans who were stuck in weirdo prisons overseas, he was there. It was a priority of his administration. Six incredible people who were held hostage. The history of what happened and how is life treating you?
2: I was held in Turkey uh, for two years, and uh, you took unprecedented steps actually to secure and I
1: know they my. Had release. you scheduled for a long time, and you were a very innocent person. And uh, he thank you, please. He did this. He did this a lot. He had that uh, Mr. O'Brien. His job was actually full time for a while working on hostage situations or people who were being detained unfairly. Brittany Griner, I hope that Joe Biden and his team start applying whatever talent they have to getting you out of there. People push back on me a lot on this. They say, oh, she's a defund the cops person. She hates Trump. I don't care. She's an American and she's being held unfairly by Putin. We need to get her back. Okay, stay with us. Coming up in this program, we're going to meet this guy. The cancel culture came for him just because he he had a critique of a crummy grocery store in New York City. A lot of them are crummy. He called it out. Nothing wrong with that. He got fired because this doesn't seem to be a free country anymore. We'll meet him when we come back.
2: News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store.
1: Then watch us anytime, anywhere. Okay, you're looking at Griffin Green. He recently moved to New York City, where he was greeted by the cancel culture mob. He put out a video on TikTok that may not be exactly politically uh, correct, But you know what? I think I think he he, he was telling a lot of truth in this video. Anyway, the mob came for him. He lost his job. But I think this kid has a big future. And I'm sorry to call you a kid. You're a young man. Griffin Green, welcome to Newsmax. How are you?
4: Great. How are you doing today, Greg? Thanks Uh, for having me on.
1: You bet. Terrific to have you. So uh, you just moved to New York City for your big job. Where do you come from originally?
4: So uh, Rochester, Michigan, It's it's a suburb of Detroit, about 40 minutes north.
1: And in your neck of the woods, let me guess, I think grocery stores look something like this. They're big, they're beautiful, they're clean, and you can get pretty much anything you want. Coming to New York in certain neighborhoods, you're not going to see this. That's a little bit culture shock, right?
4: Absolutely. I guess here they call those um, supermarkets. But um, I picture like a supermarket as like a Walmart or like a Target or something. But like there's like an in-between... Like at least where I come from, like a grocery store, like a Whole Foods or like a Kroger or something like that, if if you get what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, totally. And and we have those in New York as well. But in these urban areas and I understand you're living you're in the Bronx right now. You're 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 living. You're trying to cut costs and you you went shopping and you had a rude awakening. Anyway, you made a video. We're going to play the whole thing. This is what people got crazy about. Let's take a look.
4: Okay, so I just moved to New York and I'm trying to go grocery shopping and so I type in like grocery stores on my Apple Maps and like every one I go to like I'm walking too like they're like this or like like this like bro that's not a grocery store like I'm trying to get like eggs yogurt like cheese like like that right like look at this place I've literally been to like five of those now, and like I don't know what the f- I'm about to do for dinner. Like, where are the Krogers and like the Whole Foods at? And like, I'm about to eat f- like like cereal and ramen for dinner. Like, what? The f- <laughs> well,
1: Griff, I thought it was I, it worked. I mean, I know some of our audience doesn't like the language, but it is what it is. Is what happened after you posted that?
4: So, um, I like the first night I posted it Friday and I like literally two hours off after I got off the plane. And, um, the next morning I, I only have like three and a half thousand followers and it had like 6,000 comments. And, um, I found out that TikTok is like location-based. So all these comments, like the first people that were seeing it were from the Bronx and, um, I was getting comments like this is gentrification, like the underprivileged people of color depend on these for their day-to-day groceries. Like, You're in a food desert, which I had to Google what a food desert was. I had no idea what a food desert was. That's probably why I couldn't find a grocery store. But um, like I said, I wasn't trying to be insensitive or nothing. I was trying to make fun of myself, really, for, um, you know, being a Michigan native that got dropped in New York for the first time and just uh, couldn't find any chicken breast or yogurt, you know?
1: A food desert is a real, it's not your fault, the food desert, there are not enough big grocery stores. And some of these bodegas, I don't know if you saw one, they have cats in them. The cats are like authorized to be there. I guess they hunt mice or whatever. They're right there with the food. The first time you see a cat in a grocery store, did you see any of those things? I mean, these are nitty gritty places.
4: Yeah, no, but I mean, I think it's awesome that, you know, some of these cats might not have a home. And I really think that (laughs) It's really cool that the bodega culture welcomes these animals. Um, like I said, I think, it's, I think it's awesome. You know, you don't know where that cat's been from. It could have been going through a lot. and just kind of needed a place to crash for the day. Um, <laughs> Look,
1: so. it's all part <laughs> of the New York charm, and you just kind of walked into it, and you were, in my opinion, celebrating it. You were a little bit, yeah, fish out of water, whatever. Welcome to New York. It totally worked. Now, your employer gets wind of this. Well, your former employer. What did they? What did they specifically say they had a problem with?
4: So they just said they were getting a lot of um, a lot of in mail from perfect strangers. You know what I mean? That were saying, accusing me of being a racist um, for not supporting people of color, for you know being a I don't know. Like it was just it was a pretty quick Zoom. It was all happening so fast. I got a Slack in the middle of the day, and um, they told me to hop on a Zoom and. The HR lady I spoke with just kind of said that um, the videos were just too controversial and it wasn't really a good look for the company, which I guess I'm just somebody, you know, I'm too much of a loose cannon. I don't think I am, but that's how they perceived me. Well, um, listen,
1: you're an American citizen. You're allowed to observe things. You're allowed to have a phone. And I hear TikTok videos are really popular. Now, I've got one more. And actually, I thought this was humorous. I didn't think it was racist. I just thought it was, you know. A slice of life in New York City. This is you on your way to the gym. Let's take a look at that.
4: I was in the McDonald's gym for my second workout in New York. Got shoulders and arms today. Um, I'm in the Bronx for a few weeks, so I'm like the only white dude in this whole gym. So I got this NAACP shirt. So uh, these people vibe with me more. (laughs) Dude. I'm
1: sorry. I think that's kind of funny. I I think if a person of color went to a white neighborhood, say in, I don't know, Maine or Connecticut and did the same thing with a MAGA hat, I would I would see the uh, I would see what he's getting at. I don't know. Do you have any regrets?
4: Yeah, so um, I mean, honestly, like, I mean, I, I bought that shirt because I support people of color. Right. And I was in this gym, an all black gym. Nothing wrong with that. But. I felt like I was getting some weird looks. Like my first day in there was the day before. I felt like I was getting some weird looks. Like, what's this white kid doing in our gym? He's definitely not from here. So I kinda of, I've had that shirt for years now. Cause, you know, like I said, I support people of color. And um, so I wore that shirt to the gym so that people would kind of understand that, you know, I'm an ally. You know, I don't I'm not just some white dude that got dropped in your neighborhood. Like I I support people of color. So um I really I guess I regret the only thing I regret was saying these people. I feel like that was slightly insensitive. But um, I think my reasoning behind the shirt was pretty solid. I mean, like I said, I support people of color. I don't really see too much wrong with that besides the fact that I said these people. Um,
1: So let me ask you this. What are your plans? You lost this job. You got a lot of attention on social media. What's next for you?
4: So um, I learned not to share too much of my personal life. Um, in public so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep that in my pocket um, just so nobody like sabotages me or anything but um, i'm looking for I'm looking for another job we'll keep it at that
1: well griff green you know people are really uptight out there especially the bosses sometimes i saw no harm in it and you were kind of just showing a slice of life good for you thank you good luck on the job search or whatever's next for you
4: thank you greg i appreciate it you have a good one all right all right man take
1: it easy and we'll be right back There he goes. Well, this was actually nice today. At the White House, uh, some Vietnam veterans, heroes of that war, were presented with the Medal of Honor, and each richly deserved it. Now, later this week, they will be presenting something different. It's called the Medal of Freedom. And the president can give these out to basically anybody he wants. And one of the people he chose was this man. Do you remember him? Mr. Khan from the DNC Democratic National Convention in 2016. Now, tragically, he lost his son in Iraq. But let's face it, he's a he's a great big Trump hater. I. uh, kind of taken aback that this guy is getting a Medal of Freedom. We want to bring in the experts, though. We got Craig Shirley, presidential historian, author of April 1945, The Hinge of History. Craig, great to see you again. Welcome back. Thank you, Greg. Happy 5th. Happy 5th. Yes, it's July 5th. Yes. Uh, the season of July 4th. Craig, before we get into the specifics, uh, the recipients, the Medal of Freedom, who came up with it and what, is it, what does it represent?
3: It was conceived during the John Kennedy administration, and over the years, every year, the president, at at his discretion, gives the award out to people who are exemplary in their fields, musicians, uh, sports figures, uh, historians, uh, pe- people like that. People who really were astronauts. So down through the years, the, the, uh, the Apollo 11 astronauts, um, uh, other people, noteworthy people. Pablo Casal. Kennedy gave that to Pablo Casal one year, and uh, other ast- other people, other wor- worth worthwhile people. Uh, who's, up until this year. This year. Yeah.
1: Uh, no, this year uh, we know uh, it's great, very different. We're going to get who's Pablo? Yes. Who's Pablo
3: Casal? Uh, great, great musician, great piano player. Okay. Uh,
1: Understood. Definitely understood. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Mr. Kahn is a big time critic of Donald Trump. He's getting yes. the presidential medal of freedom. Now, if you yeah. don't remember him from the video, you might remember him from this statement. Take a look.
2: Donald Trump, you're asking Americans to trust you with their future. Let me ask you, Have you even read the United States Constitution? I will I will gladly lend you my copy. And the crowd
1: went wild again. He lost his son. That's tragic. But that does not make you eligible for the Presidential Medal of Freedom. What do you think about that choice?
3: No, it was about pushing buttons. It was about virtue signaling. It was about trying to get under Trump's skin, but it wasn't really a worthy choice. I wouldn't put him in the same category as I would put the Apollo 11 astronauts or Mercury astronauts or uh, other great actors or, uh, or, or other great historians or anybody inventors or anything like that. He's, he's not a good choice, but it's about pushing buttons.
1: Um, and this one, I mean, Sandra Lindsay. I want to make it clear. I've got nothing against her. And I really don't have anything against Mr. Khan. He can say whatever he wants. She's a nurse who was one of the first healthcare workers to receive the covid vaccine in December of 2020. Um, she's getting the presidential medal of freedom for that. Now, yeah. it, it wasn't it wasn't a test at that point. It was, you know, everybody was encouraged to get it. Um, it was only a.
3: What, what do you make of this? It's just virtue signaling again. It's setting the bar very, very low. Now you can just be a passive recipient uh, of a shot and get the Presidential Medal of Freedom, not not invent some great uh, some great invention like Edison or, or be a great diplomat or something like that. It's just it, they they've lowered the standards greatly as Democrats and liberals are wont to do. Yeah. Let's face it.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, Simone Biles, the gymnast. You know, at one Just point, like- maybe, but then she quit. Didn't she? Isn't this the one who quit and walked off because uh, she got her feelings hurt or something like that? Simone Biles quit. And Megan Rapino, yeah. we know she's trouble as well.
3: Yes. Yeah, you know the thing about Megan Rapinoe is is that is that is I don't have anything against her, but she's got something against us. She she doesn't like America. She doesn't like Americans. I don't see she doesn't like the flag. She doesn't like republicanism. I don't see why they would give her the award other than again pushing buttons.
1: Well, I have to acknowledge two worthy recipients. Denzel Washington, who is yes. a great actor, and also by the way, he has said some very interesting things about our moment, social media, yes. and its corrupt uh, influence. And uh and Steve Jobs, let's face it, he changed the way we all live. Uh he's not around to get it. But uh these are these are the kinds of people who should get this award.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. And if we if we're gonna go back and give people posthumous awards. Why don't we look at the founding fathers or the framers? Why don't we look at past uh, great presidents, Teddy Roosevelt, people like that? I, I think the, 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 the boundaries are, are are limitless. The president oh. can award it to who, whomever he wants to, living or dead. So why not reach into the past and signal and and, and respect some of these, the great men and uh, women of history? Um, oh, That'll
1: be great. But uh, I think Teddy Roosevelt is be lucky if he just doesn't get canceled. I mean, It's crazy. They took the statue down of Teddy Roosevelt, Washington. Yes. They all deserve yeah. it. Uh, but anyway, we have to go, Craig. Thank you so much. Let's check out your book again. Put it on the screen. April 1945, The Hinge of History. I have read uh, some of your books, especially the Reagan one about the the campaign. It was so good. Such rich history. These books are so big and dense and full of great stuff. I love them. Thank you so much, Craig. We'll be right back. Thanks. What do you think of the new time? 10 o'clock, huh? Spread the word. We appreciate it. And we'll see you tomorrow. Many thanks.